We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place exclusive interviews with players coaches and team executives streaming live and always available on demand stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the odyssey app something from the Todd Feinberg show listen to the podcast on WTIC.com slash podcast I like those conversations with Greg I hope you do too because I think in reality while there are certainly lots of people who were raised in and follow um, strict religious guidelines from a protocol that maybe has been in the family for a long time there's also between me and them there's everything, lots of everything. People who live life different ways, so people who've walked away from the religion they were raised in, people who were raised without it and, and uh, walked towards it. And the, that's the truth of the human experience. And, and I don't know that people are changing as much as, our, as, as they might be behaving the way they always wanted to but weren't allowed to because the requirements of religion were so strict. And maybe that's what we've lost, is that sense of community that came from it and the conversations that resulted, but also the top-down, forced uh, good behavior. And I think what the, the progression of human development has to deliver to us is the ability to be good from within ourselves, not just because we're afraid we're going to get whacked upside the head but because we want to be good and I don't know exactly what happens to people that makes them not naturally want to be good but I I think it's the more normal thing and that probably what we need is a healthier culture political culture in particular that isn't operate like right now we have a corrupt government that lies to us continuously and squanders all our assets and tells us how good they are and holds them up themselves up as examples and and certainly that kind of disease in the figurehead of society at the power center of society has to lead to confusion and bad results and that's the kind of thing i think we have to fix we have to we have a responsibility all of us to be active in our public square so that we can move ourselves in a better direction. I, and religion's one way that can happen, but we, I think religion needs to be redesigned so it can be uh, more universally accepted, uh, and that would require that it be more perceived as being more beneficial or less work or something. 
860-522-9842. We don't have a guest coming up this half hour. I was wrong about that. So we can talk if you have an opinion you'd like to share. I'd love to hear it. It's the Don Feinberg Show, live from the NJ Diet Studios on WTIC News Talk 1080. Yeah, WTIC. That's something I want to play for you. I just think it's fun. Give us a call, 860-529-842. The, um, the superficial veneer of legitimacy around political life in the state and in our country is something that I find fascinating. And the fact that people fall for it, that it is that people are so detached from politics and busy and thus vulnerable to the, the most um, illegitimate kind of pitches is fascinating to me. And what I seek to do here is to, to bring us to a higher level of understanding so we don't need to fall for such superficial babidi babo as uh, I call it, because that's how I learned to call it. And one of the first jobs I had as a college kid working in a congressman's office in Massachusetts. Listen to this ad from Ned Lamont from uh, last election cycle four years ago. It's pretty Connecticut. It's, it's pretty uh, like it's just right out there. All of his ads and his campaign positions from last time unfulfilled promises all right there and and demonstrative of what i'm saying about the illegitimacy of what they say connecticut it's time we've been failed by a generation of politicians well that changes now i'll be the first governor in decades who started a business and created jobs how many jobs did he create did anyone ever investigate this in his business and to what degree did he start a business where it takes risk and finding investors and building a premise for the business as opposed to just throwing in granddaddy's money that he inherited. You know? 860-522-9842. I'll cut property taxes and lower taxes for small businesses. How much did he lower taxes for small businesses and property taxes for you? How much has your tax bill gone down? Reduce health care costs. How much has health care costs gone down because of the aggressive determination of Ned Lamont who can pass any legislation he wants basically because he's got a uh, legislature with total control and demand equal pay for equal work well that would be a horrible thing for him to demand but I wonder has he done it since it was one of his campaign promises has has your women is your pay now equal to men's please call 860-522-9842 we could jumpstart this economy but it'll take all of us I'm he crushed the economy as soon as covid came along he couldn't wait that was the first thing he did we could jumpstart this economy but it'll take all of us i'm ned lamont in what way will it take all of us what does he mean by that and and how has he jump-started the economy what did he implement with the intention of doing that such utter drivel they throw at us in campaigns and and uh, we don't do enough analysis and looking back to realize what complete liars they are and and what their lies are about
Bob in Berlin. Hi, you're on WTIC. Hi. I'd like to talk about the Federal Reserve System. Yes, sir. Are you for it or against it? Against it. I'd like to see it abolished. What uh, would we do if we didn't have a Federal Reserve? I mean, do you I think, think it, it provides any benefits? No, it doesn't. It just has too much input on the money system and Wall Street. But but uh, the, supposedly it protects us from the excesses of the markets. Is there? I remember a quote from uh, Greenspan that said something like, uh, "The market was performing an exuberant, ex- exuberant, irrational exuberance." Yes. Yeah, and it dropped the market like four hundred points or something. <laughs> but I, I well, that was a little irrational honesty, I think. <laughs> uh, when we went to Nashville and uh, uh, President Jackson's plantation, and at uh, the plantation they had a timeline and it said in 1832, the central bank, he abolished the central. Oh, what happened? Anthony, did you cut him off? Don't do that. He didn't say anything wrong. Patrick in Weathersfield. Hi, Patrick. Good afternoon. Was that was that ad from the great governor who's getting ready to whack us with another nine-cent diesel tax next week? That is the guy who just oversees the gr- endless growth of government, yes, with great zeal and excitement. I'll be so happy when I put diesel in the trucks tomorrow morning. That's all I can say. You've got to find some extra tanks you can fill up before the... Uh, well, actually, you- I've actually seen a few stations now that don't have as many diesel tanks running as they used to, so that's, a, that's kind of worrisome also. That it could just... Uh, become unpopular yep so yep he's doing a great job thanks thank you patrick oh i love how the governor uh, elicits negative reaction connecticut it's time we it's time for what what does he mean it's time we've been failed by a generation of politicians really all those democrats are so bad he ran against democrats Republicans, too. There's been a smattering of those. That changes now. Uh, Did anything change when... The picture here that we get is one of... You've got this incredible wealth. Ned Lamont was born to incredible wealth. Never had to work a day in his life. And he decides that he wants to be... He wants to hold political office. And all that requires is that he write these checks, these $15 million checks to his own campaign. He's done it three times now. This is number four going on right now. So we'll be $60 million probably by the end of, end of this fourth campaign. But as you listen to this ad, think about a guy who just writes checks. He hires consultants. He writes checks. Hires consultants, writes checks. What exactly... Does any of that, the reality of his existence and his ability to just write checks, how does that connect to him providing all these opportunities for improvement? Connecticut, it's time. We've been failed by a generation of politicians. Well, that changes now. I'll be the first governor in decades who started a business and created jobs. I'll cut property taxes and lower taxes for small businesses reduce health care costs, and demand equal pay for equal work. We could jumpstart this economy, but it'll take all of us. I'm Ned Lamont. I approve this message because change starts now. That's just, as far as I can tell, that's just an ad that some consultant wrote and that the consultant showed to 
Jolly Ned's campaign manager four years ago, and the campaign manager showed it to Ned, and Ned said, yeah, let's do it. Looks good. There's no connection to anything he felt, anything he knew, anything he believed, because none of it, as far as I can tell, was ever intended to become policy. And that's our failure. We have to require that that policy follow campaign promises, follow elections. Justin in Wallingford. Hi, Justin. Hey, Todd. You know, the Federal Reserve, of course, is not there for the reasons they say it is. But it's not they don't mean to do those things in the meantime, but the real point is to make sure they can give money to where they want it to go. You know, remember the stock market crash back in the middle of COVID or mm-hmm. kind of right when it got real bad? Well, they gave trillions of dollars to themselves. To themselves, uh, meaning to maintain the power structure of Wall Street and the flow yeah, of money the way to, it... To, to bring, to bring the, the price of the market back up by pumping ungodly amounts of money in there. But do so, we not benefit... responsible for that inflation. Do we not well, benefit you, you benefit from that? You benefit, you might benefit temporarily, but you're not the primary beneficiary because they are the ones manipulating the market. Mm-hmm. So you may get some of that, but you're not getting all of it. You're getting the scraps, but then when it all falls out from the bottom, who, I mean, you got to get a figure. They took the money from you in the first place to do this. They brought future money into the present. Right. And then... You have to pay it back, right? Not them. They they never pay it back. They right. they make you pay it back, or make our kids and grandchildren. But you're right; it does make it more expensive. Uh, I mean, the the cost of money, which we're seeing right now, goes up. When right. and it and it should go up. It should have gone up a lot more a long time ago. But the cheap money meant they could borrow larger sums. That's part of the reason for everything from tuition prices on the rise to housing prices. So when I argued, Justin, back in 08 when this crash was happening and I was on the air, uh, I was in in Boston. I was arguing for just staying out of it, letting it crash, and and let things fall where they may and let them rebuild. And I feel like this is a necessary part of basically everything in life that you, if you don't allow normal cycles to, to carry through their natural conclusions, then what you get is the rigors, the people you're alluding to, gaining more power and and eventually the cause and effect gets more distorted and the next time you have a crisis it becomes a bigger one correct or sometimes it moves you know where the crisis is going to be you know they move the bubble from one place to another so it may have been in housing last time but now it's a general asset bubble in the market um so they thought they could diffuse it but all they did was you know blow a bigger bubble but when I would make those arguments a decade or so ago, that people would say, oh, well, that would create crisis and things would be a mess and we might lose our homes. And people aren't really ready for that level of disorder and disarray to happen on a regular basis. No, but they're starting to feel it in the price of food. But like I said, the only point at which violence will happen in this country is when you cannot afford food and water. Right. And it's not just losing it's not just losing your home, it's, you know, you're going to see lots of people getting kicked out of their homes, people who mm-hmm. have been in good standing, you know, up until that point. 
Well, that, that could be, um, although I don't know that there's political appetite. What we're seeing right now is a lack of political appetite for having any reality in, in our lives. Well, you'll, you'll see them do everything they possibly can to avoid it, and you know, not without good reason, but uh, nobody's willing to accept responsibility. Uh, right. No one. Yes. That seems to be where we are. All right. Thank Thanks, you, Todd. sir. Good to talk with you. 860-522-9842. Nobody will take responsibility. Is that how you see it? We have, and they're teaching us to become an irresponsible society. So so right now, I'm, I'm really interested in what's going to happen with the, the situation that we have with student loans. We've got Joe Biden supposedly contemplating $10,000 per maximum bailout per student loan. And the argument is that the Democrats created such a disaster. They don't make this part of the argument, but I'm articulating for you just so you can see how ridiculous it is that anybody would support the Democrats because they are favoring a bailout of student loans. Student loans were created by the Democrats as a compassion program because the cost of college was too high. And that was hateful because everybody needs to go to college. And they marketed college as an egalitarian requirement so that the lower classes could ascend to the same levels as the higher classes. And then they said, oh, it's too expensive for them to afford. Let us corrupt the marketplace by offering discounted loans. Those discounted loans created a financial crisis. The cure was worse than the disease of not being able to. So what's the problem if you can't afford college? You don't go. And then people start innovating the marketplace. They start figuring out a way to get you the education you need to make a good living in 18 months instead of four years. Two years, maybe. They figure out a way to get you what you need in a more confined space of, of curriculum. Instead of, you know, if you think about college and the idea of what it was when it came from Europe, how it was for elites, and it was meant to expand the loftiness of the thinking, the exposure of the elite mind to the possibilities in his life. And they, they grabbed onto this ridiculous model that it's good for some people, but not good for everybody. And there's no reason why everybody in the society should be paying for it. And now they've marketed to everybody, gotten everybody to put their financial futures at risk. And now the financial future of America is at risk because, well, not just the financial future, but the whole culture is at risk because of the pollution of government entry into a marketplace that just should have been left alone. But for these ridiculous government creatures running around telling us how they can make everything better if only we turn it over to them. Everything they touches turns to disaster. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours 
and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. And they keep coming back saying, oh, we can fix it. You need us. We've created such a big disaster here. Only we can fix it, they say. But every disaster we have is government created. So now we've got a situation where Democrats are running around saying they want to give everybody $10,000. And I'm concerned about what Joe Biden does because I think he's got no choice now. After two years of people not paying for their student loans. After two years of not paying for their student loans because of the suspension of those payments for COVID, I don't even think the government has the courage to start requiring that people pay that bill again. And therefore, we're going to get another giveaway, another inflationary giveaway, as inflation is approaching some kind of peak. Does that make any sense? But that's where I think we are. 860-522-9842. Miss something from the Todd Feinberg Show? Listen to the podcast on WTIC.com slash podcast. WTIC, Monday afternoon, celebrating beautiful summer weather here and coming. 860-522-9842, Doug in Ellington. Hi. I tell you, my grandkids didn't have a problem. Well, they had a problem paying their student loans because the federal government stopped taking the money out on their automatic payment. And once they found that out, they had to go in and manually override it to pay their student loans. It was crazy. Well, that's what happens when you start dealing with a bureaucracy, right? Right. I mean... They were like, they, they were shocked when they found out that their loans weren't being taken out automatic. And this happened to more than one? Uh, two of my grandkids, both of them. One went to uh, college in New Haven, uh, and the other one went to Central. And when did this happen that they stopped? Are you talking about during COVID? Exactly. During COVID, they stopped taking the money out of their account. They were on automatic. But their schedule was that they wanted to finish paying their loans. Yeah. So they had to manually go in and override to make their payments. Wow. Imagine that, that the government stepped in and basically ordered everybody to stop paying their student loans. How crazy is that? Thank you, Doug. 
Mike in Hartford. Hi, Mike. Hey, there's a controversy you guys have been missing in Hartford. It's been in the current, but I don't know. I haven't heard TIC talk about the great pot controversy in the city. Now, there is a crazy idea, and I think it's absolutely crazy, to use Front Street as the first cannabis or whatever you call it, marijuana. Yeah, why is that a crazy idea? Well, first of all, it's next to two colleges. Secondly, it's next to a, a, a young person's music venue. Wait, so you're saying there's to too much marijuana already around? No. No, look, it, I happen to know everything about it, and I don't think it's a good idea for anybody. Every mental health professional will tell you, 16 to 24-year-olds, they're going to use it if they want. Mm-hmm. But when it's an attraction, when it's overused, it's very, very harmful to their life. There's no question about that. A 16-year-old who gets hooked on pot will not graduate from college in most cases. Anyhow, that's a different argument. Yeah, but, but that that's a discussion place. about the legalization of it, don't you think? Well, that's over. Yep. What isn't over is where they're going to put these things. Right. And the idea that they can be dropped in an area that doesn't allow alcohol, doesn't allow adult bookstores, doesn't allow peep shops or any of that stuff. Yep. That is not allowed in that area because it's a family-oriented area. You've got the Connecticut Science Museum. You've got uh, a movie theater that has a lot of mm-hmm. kids' things. You have, again, young adults all over the place there. For the government to step in and allow, through special exception, through P&Z, to allow it and actually say, yeah, well, great, we got this. That's what our Department of Growth, or whatever they call it, you know, that's our so they're making a mistake, is what you're saying, Mike, and and I appreciate you bringing it up. We'll talk more about it. Thank you for the reminder on it. Eight six zero five two two nine eight four two. Now back to the Todd Feinberg Show, live from the NJ Diet Studios on WTIC News Talk ten eighty. Well, good afternoon. It is a Monday, and Mondays are exciting days if you look at it through the lens of how good it is to be back together again, providing clarity on the world. Chris Powell from the Journal Inquirer joins us each week to provide some of that clarity. Hey there, Chris. Hope you had a good weekend. Uh, Yeah, I uh, actually uh, cleaned up the yard a little bit, so I, I got no complaints now. Oh, good. And that gives you more time to sit at your computer banging away <laughs> at all the things that are stuck in your craw. So what's aggravating you most? Oh, what's aggravating me most? Uh, well, you know, I complained about Juneteenth the other day. I just think that uh, with all our racial disparities that we have in, uh, in Connecticut that we are really failing to uh, to address, uh, what did we do? We... You know, we just gave the government employees another paid day off, uh, or at least it'll be paid next year. It wasn't paid paid this year, but uh, uh, I just uh, think the whole thing is just a a distraction from uh, really the racial disparities that we still have. We keep claiming to be working on, but uh, oh no, they don't fix any of those things. So I have a theory I want to run by you. You're familiar with Ezra Klein? Uh, not off the top of my head. He writes for the New York Times. He's a young guy, and he's mm-hmm. an opinion writer for the New York Times, and he's a podcaster. And he, uh, on a podcast he did a couple days ago, he was talking, he's a liberal, of course. I, I guess I already said that, but but uh, not directly. 
and and he talks about how Democrats are good at talking about big plans and then even passing those big plans, but then the big plans never actually make their way into normal daily life. So he talks about how, for example, during the 2009 um, bailout that that uh, that Obama did for the economy, that, that there were things that were supposed to happen with that money. You know, there was supposed to be high-speed rail, and high-speed rail didn't happen. And there was supposed to be improved health care, and improved health care didn't happen. And and he talks about how the, the Democrats have this efficacy problem with government. And it occurred to me, what a brilliant thing, first of all, for a, a liberal guy who supports big government to to confess to us that big government doesn't actually have the ability, that America doesn't have the ability anymore to execute on the things it wants to do. And he puts the blame on things like a big environmental law from the early 1970s that that led to all kinds of lawsuits that stand in the way of any environmentalism actually resulting in policies that work and because they're they're permitted to sue and and there are all these lawsuits and the hyper-regulatory environment in short leading to the inability of the liberals who create the regulation to allow themselves to actually impact the change they want to impact and it occurred to me Chris uh, I'm sorry for such a long question but it occurred to me that what this points to is a breakdown of things to such a degree that Democrats feel the need to do the kind of thing you're talking about, do performative government to make up for the fact that real government doesn't happen. Yeah, well, my problem is we just don't audit what we what we do. I mean, you look at the school systems in Connecticut. We've been pouring more and more money into the school systems for, you know, I think about 40 years now. Uh, and Student performance is not improving. The indications are it's 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 declining. Uh, do we ever look into that? No, we just keep uh, appropriating you know more and more. Uh, <laughs> the governor went to New New London uh, the other day to do a ceremonial signing of the the Juneteenth legislation. Uh, he had already signed it in, in May, but he went to New London for a ceremonial signing because the. Uh, uh, slavery's revolt uh, replica ship, the Amistad, was there, so he used that for an excuse. The law again, right? You know, next to the Amistad ship, and you know, meanwhile, uh, you know, most of the slaves' descendants in Connecticut are—they're not living in New London. They're living in Hartford. They're living in <laughs> New Haven. They're living in, in Bridgeport. And what was happening in, in those cities? Well, of course, there was on either side of. The ceremonial re-signing of the Juneteenth uh, bill. Uh, there was uh, more murders in uh, Hartford, more murders in in uh, Bridgeport. A 16-year-old boy was shot in the drive-by shooting in uh, in New Haven, and the New Haven school system was was holding a conference on the catastrophic uh, decline in in reading scores in the uh, in the New Haven school system, where nobody reads, hardly anybody reads at at grade level. Um, and what are we doing? Well, you know, we're, we're we're throwing another party for state employees. It was a replica signing uh, at a replica ship of a law that is a cover-up for the failure of government to do anything. Who has an incentive after they... Uh, say they push through new spending on infrastructure or new spending on schools, where is the incentive 
to follow through and do an audit to see if schools improve or if infrastructure improves. The the under this kind of scheme that where government can't actually do anything, the doing becomes the spending of the money because that's what excites their voters. Yeah, the Associated Press sort of did an audit uh, on infrastructure over the weekend. It, it reported that uh, the explosion in inflation uh, in in recent months has been destroying infrastructure projects, uh, knocking them uh, just so out of whack financially that uh, many of them are just being postponed because they 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 can't be undertaken. Wait, the uh, the, the ones being that used to be appropriated. The ones being funded by the the new Biden infrastructure legislation, or just in general. Yes, you know, even projects that were appropriated for uh, or were planned a few months ago mm-hmm. uh, are, are too are expensive. Priced out by by inflation. The uh, <laughs> you know, look, the, the the government's money creation is vastly outrunning the productive capacity of not only the, the United States economy but the world economy. This inflation is is everywhere because there's just too much money creation. And, uh, you know, we were supposed to congratulate these guys for creating the money. And then, you know, we come home and we find out that, uh, you know, food is up 20 percent and gasoline's up, you know, 40 percent. And we can't afford anything that uh, we used to afford, that this this money creation is, is not a boon. It's hurting us. Well, do you see anything on the horizon that would give voters a slap upside the head and and wake us up and require of our elected officials that they stop playing these games. My sense is these games, these tricks are very effective and that people actually believe the government is doing something other than just squandering wealth. Well, the, the polls show that inflation is, you know, overwhelmingly the top issue on on people's minds. Um I think the problem is we we don't have a political opposition that is articulating very much about what we can do about inflation, except uh, you know suspend uh, taxes here and there, uh, and uh, you know to an extent that might help our our own you know pocketbooks. But insofar uh, as it has the government just doing more deficit spending, then you know it's not such of a an advantage after all. I mean, what so- is the solution to? To inflation. I mean, you can vote Republican if you want to punish the the Democrats for for inflation. But you know, you got to remember that uh, uh, when Trump was president, uh, we were spending all this extra money as well, and the Republicans were going along with it. And uh, now the Democrats are in charge. Maybe they'll take the blame. But who's got the solution to inflation? Who wants to to say that uh, money creation has got to be uh, be reined in, and the government's got to become more more efficient? I don't. Well, sir, I don't hear that. The answers that focus on things like suspend the gas tax are inflationary. So it doesn't seem anyone's serious about tackling inflation if the idea is inflation is too expensive for us, therefore give us more money so we can afford to keep spending. The point of the Fed response to inflation, is that going to work, the idea of tightening money supply? Because that's designed to cause people to spend less money rather than give them money that they can spend. Yeah, I don't think really our inflation is very much a consequence of Federal Reserve policy. I think it's a consequence of fiscal policy. It's mm-hmm. the, the the Fed has been monetizing uh, a lot of 
federal government debt, but uh, uh, the debt's being incurred by, by Congress and the president. Uh, uh, and I think that's really where it's coming from. Uh, so modern monetary theory, uh, you know, gets a bad rap because uh, uh, its critics say that it holds that, well, you can just create as much money as you want. And you never have to worry about it as long as you can pay your own debt in, in your own currency that's not tied to any commodity. You can just print it up. That's not quite what MMT says. It says that you can create as much money as necessary to uh, really pick up the slack in the, in, the, in the economy until inflation starts uh, to devalue the currency. Uh, well, you know, inflation has, has been starting, uh, started to devalue the currency uh, months and even, even years ago. It doesn't discredit uh, MMT. It's just to uh, say that very predictably, uh, the politicians decided to uh, uh, ignore the uh, cautionary principle that was included in MMT. It's just too much money creation uh, relative to the productive capacity of, of the national and world economy. We're talking to Chris Powell from the Journal Inquirer. So it seems there is no will on anyone's part to say let's do responsible fiscal policy instead of reckless infusion of money that doesn't exist into people's pockets monetary policy. But Joe Biden is considering right now giving a big bonus to Americans who have college loan debt. And that would seem to be, I, I don't know how he escapes doing it politically because the pressure uh, to, to not cause so many Americans to have to start paying off loans again after two years of suspension would seem to me prohibitive and he won't pay that political price so there would be another big inflationary message yeah and, you know much if not most of the student loan debt uh, has been incurred by people who can who can afford to pay it back mm -hmm. uh, and much of the uh, debt that has been incurred by people who can't afford to pay it back is is basically been a subsidy to the to the educators uh it's not a subsidy to uh to to students i mean there's millions of people in this country who who got college degrees uh and came out of college and found that they they can't find a job that uh, uh pays enough that uh, gives them a decent lifestyle and the ability to repay the uh mm -hmm. to the debt uh you know this this College loan stuff has been a racket, uh, really just supporting the uh, the educator class, not the working class. Well, it's a lot of depressing news, Chris, and uh, I'm looking for an optimistic uh, end point here, but I don't know if there is one. Well, look, you know, we have elections. Uh, we can look for people who've got different ideas, especially here in, uh, in Connecticut. We're a one-party state. Uh, you know, this may be our, our, our chance at making it a two-party state in November. Well, all right. You pulled one out of your pocket. I appreciate it. <laughs> Chris Powell, thank you, sir. Good to talk with you. We'll see you next week. Thank you, Todd. Bye-bye. All righty. 860-522-9842. Mike in Plainville, give us a 30-second rant. 30 seconds. I just think you used the wrong term, teach. The politicians are trying to teach us. Mm -hmm. Teaching only applies to the pupil if they're willing to listen. And I, unfortunately... There's a lot of naive and stupid people out there that are being, being teached or taught. They believe it. Well, we're being taught the wrong things, it was my point. And, uh, smart guys like you and I are, be, are, are learning. We already know that this is just an organized crime syndicate. 
it's scary to think about it, Mike, and to have those conversations with people like Chris Powell, because I don't know how this ends well. Thank you, sir, for holding and for the call. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.